Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and today I am welcoming the co-founder of Bivo to talk about how she and her partner and husband are disrupting the bike water bottle industry with a stainless steel water bottle. So I'd like to welcome Bivo Water Bottles co-founder, Karina Hamill. Uh, Karina Hamill, welcome to Bike Talk with Dave. I'm so excited to have you on. I want to introduce you as co-founder, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm going to say is, according to bicycling.com, you are the woman disrupting the cycling water bottle industry. Holy moly, what's the deal with that? Yeah, so I am co-founder of Bivo. We're a performance hydration company, and our first products are metal water water bottles designed for cyclists. And we've optimized the flow of of the water so that you can pour and drink really easily. And one of the first questions you asked me was, how the heck can you get water out of the bottle without squeezing? So we worked with a former NASA engineer to optimize the flow. So you can literally pour the water out, the 21 ounces of water out in eight and a half seconds, which is faster than you can squeeze plastic. I was intrigued by your ads on Instagram. I don't know how you ended up in my feed cycling something or other, but you ended up in my feed. When I say you, I mean your ads, Yeah. which I'm sure you're glad to hear. Yeah. Uh, um, and you have pictures of you know, two people like spraying water out of your water bottles and it looks all great and looks perfect and looks like great water coming out of your water (laughs) bottles and it's an ad. So there's skepticism involved. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, if you turn that water, water bottle upside down, it looks exactly like that. Like the water pours out. Yeah. Just like it shows in those ads. Yeah. So truth in advertising. I love it. (laughs) um so the what is and you caused me to ask another question in the future here of your current um product lineup which is bicycle water bottles yep gosh what led the why why would you why do you need to make water bottles out of steel yeah so we actually my husband and i co-founded the business together and we came up with the idea when our daughter, uh, who's now five, was starting to go to daycare, and she was like the most stubborn child with taking a bottle. So we were testing a whole bunch of different options for her, um, and she was refusing all of them. So we had to start trying plastic, and that was something we really didn't want to feed her out of, but we had to try because she was refusing everything else. So um, we were talking about that while we were out skiing. I was a cross-country ski racer before uh, my product development days, and uh, we were talking about that, and we drank out of my disgusting old drink belt that was that had like plastic, or it was a plastic like internal case, and then um, it had black mold around the rim. And we realized that every time we exercise, we were also drinking out of plastic. And so it was kind of, it was born out of honestly, our daughter, not we didn't want to feed her out of plastic, and then we're like, well, why do we do it for ourselves? So we were really just trying to reduce the amount of plastic for our family. Um, and when we went home and researched bike bottles made out of metal, there was like no options out there and we couldn't believe it. So I have a big product development background. I was, um, I worked at the parent company of Keen for five years and then ran my own agency for 10 years, helping brands anywhere from creative direction through to production. So I had that background, which is a great way for us to 
be able to develop the product. Um, and so we were able to just go for it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I know why I was intrigued by a steel bottle. Why, I mean, other than your daughter, like what was it about plastic that you're like, I don't want to drink out of a plastic bottle? There's a few. I think that we've all gotten kind of used to the gross taste of plastic. Um, so, and, I, and one of the things that I've always said is if it tastes bad, it can't be good for you. We actually don't know a ton of, we don't really know that much about what impact plastic has on our, on our bodies. We actually just found out two weeks ago, there was a study released about nanoplastics in bottled water and there's a lot of them. And the scary thing is that they can go into your bloodstream, they can get into your brain and your intestines. And so like, while we still don't know what that does, it's they're, they're there, which is kind of a, it's very scary, honestly. Um, and then the other thing is just the amount of overall waste. So these, um, these bottles last a lot longer. I mean, I have, we've been in the market for three years now and I was actually on a call with one of our ambassadors earlier today and I was like, do you need any more bottles? He's like, no, that's the beauty of this. I only need the ones that I have because they just last forever. And so it's a really nice way to reduce the amount of plastic going into the, into the earth too. Yeah. Interestingly, our paths crossed, um, because of two things in my life. One is, don't laugh at me, but Jason Momoa is from Iowa and he mm -hmm. was in town promoting his, well, promoting his vodka. He has a new uh -huh. vodka line. Okay. Um, I'm not putting that in your bottle. Uh, <laughs> People do. If I didn't want it to freeze, then I suppose <laughs> it would work. But uh, he talked about, he's also started a, um, a water company. He doesn't like make water, but Mm -hmm. instead of plastic bottles, he's selling it in aluminum bottles. And I'm like, yep. well, that's interesting. I never really even thought about drinking water out of an aluminum bottle. And mm -hmm. I drink pop or beer out of an aluminum can. Why wouldn't I drink yep. water out of that? So that just got me thinking. And then I literally saw the same study that you were talking about here. Yeah. And probably the same day I saw your ad on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's when I reached out and I'm like, okay, now I'm I'm super curious. I did actually give up. Please don't judge. <laughs> I, for years, a, and it's diet, like it's even worse, diet Mountain <laughs> Dew every single day. I took one to lunch at work every single day. I would look forward to it after a bike ride on the weekends yeah. every single day. And after that Jason Momoa, th Momoa thing, I'm like, I don't need to have Mountain Dew. And so I got a yeah. reusable, you know, one of the, it's not a hydro flask, but like a hydro flask. Yep. And um, I've been using that every single day. And so I've, since that time, I've probably had five Mountain Dews instead nice. of 55. Right. And we can kind of do the same thing with our water bottles. How many water bottles are in your cupboard that are plastic that you've had from every gravel race that you've done. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's our intended use? Obviously cycling, but every situation, do you see them fitting in, in every, um, every place on the bike, every type of cycling? Yeah. So we don't recommend racing with it because we worry about like a, you know, road race. Um, 
because we like people throw bottles and so obviously you don't want to throw a metal bottle um, we highly recommend it for training and everyday rides um, we did do a lot of research and testing in the beginning on on cage fit and so our bottles like we took 18 months to develop our bottles and that was partially the flow rate um, making sure we could engineer it so water could come out quickly but we also did a lot of 3D printing and fitting in bike cages. And so we put a lot of effort in to make sure that they would stay in the cage. Some cages are provide a looser fit. Some cages provide a tighter fit. Um, we actually have a guide on our website to help you through that process too because there's different preferences on cages. It's, it's quite the topic when you talk to some cyclists. Um, and so that's kind of helpful. But yeah, we find, you know, mountain biking, road biking, gravel, gravel biking, commuting, any type of any type of riding and then we also you know we've we've done studies and um, surveys with some of our customers and we found that 95 percent of people are using them off the bike as well we get a lot of comments that their kids steal their but their bottle and then we also get a lot of comments that they're the perfect car bottle so um we we you know i'm a big runner and a, i'm a ski a skier i was a cross-country ski racer um and so i use them a lot skiing as well dig it um how do you carry them when you're running? Do you just carry it or do you um, have a little, uh, yeah, I don't tend to carry it too much when I'm running cause I can like leave it somewhere or, um, you know, I don't, I, I have two little kids, so I don't get out over an hour that frequently. But when I do, I actually just, I have an old, um, water bottle holder from Fisher skiing that I put my, my bottle in like a belt. Yeah. Like a belt. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Dig it. Dig. And then we also find that hand people actually don't mind the hand um, holder things too, that you can, there's the silicone versions and then there's also cloth ones that people use and th those actually work great too. Well, I love, I, I'm going to call it the hand of the, uh, the bottle. It, it mm -hmm. feels super comfortable. What's yeah. the surface of it? It does, it's not metal like a hydro flask. Right. Yeah. It's a silicone coating. So one of the things when we were developing the bottle, I really hate rattling. I'm not, I'm like a noise person. Noise bothers me. And so I really wanted to make sure it wouldn't make noise in the cage. Um, and it turns out that actually the shape is more important for that than the, than the silicone is because we do have a raw version that people use as well. Um, and we really find that it doesn't rattle too much because it fits the cages so well, it doesn't like move around, you know? Um, but what we do really like about the silicone is that it provides a little extra grip in the hand and then it also fits, it, it, it provides a little grip in the cage too. So prevents it from popping out even more. Well, that's kind of nice for mountain biking. That was one of my thoughts yeah. was, I don't know if I'd use this mountain biking because I have lost water bottles yep. popping out. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah, might you know, we have uh, like, if I think especially with um, suspension, they don't tend to pop out too much on mountain bike. Like I haven't had that complaint. Um, there's one hill at Schwamigan. Right. We ride a fully rigid tandem. Uh, and we use old water yeah. bottles at that race because we know them. we're going to lose yeah. one of them on that hill. Nice. Um, so I'm, I probably won't be using. Uh, yeah, that's a, that sounds good. Yeah. I, I might come uh, although out the for silicone this year. What's that? I'm, I'm I'm trying to come out for Schwamigan this year. The the race. I don't know if that's what you're. You, you, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah. As listeners of this podcast know, I love Schwamigan, and nice. Uh, yeah. We've gone. I've gone every year since 1999. Except for two, I missed two, um, but uh, we love that weekend. It's just such a great weekend nice. and such a fun race. So highly cool. recommended. Hopefully, cool. we'll see you there. Yeah. Um, 
tell me about you sent uh, a couple of different styles of bottles. Mm-hmm. There's insulated and non-insulated. Yeah. Uh, why? Why the difference? Like when I'm on my bike, I'm on my bike. I don't know. I guess in the summer it's a little longer, but mm-hmm. I, I don't ever use insulated water bottles. Why'd you go yeah, that far? I didn't and- either. I, I, uh, you know, it's funny. We actually launched with the Bivo One, and which is the single wall, not insulated. And we did that because, first of all, we didn't care about having cold water on bikes like that because I think nobody really had it before I know nobody had it before so it wasn't really a thing that people were used to um and we went with a single wall because we were concerned about weight so I had a lot of um you know a lot of my cycling I was based in Portland Oregon at the time and that's a really big cycling city so I had a lot of friends who raced um in both cyclocross and and road and gravel and a weight was definitely something that we were concerned about putting metal on a bike. And so we went with a thinner gauge of metal than a standard bottle goes with. And then we also went with a single wall specifically because we were just so concerned about weight. It turns out that people don't mind actually having a little extra weight on the bottle or on the bike. Um, it's six tablespoons of water heavier than plastic. So it's not that significant. And, uh, I think that like, there's less concern about weight on the bike in general now, especially with the rise in gravel riding. Um, and then when we launched the insulated, we did that just because it was a natural next step and we, we felt like we had validated our concept enough. And it, and it now makes up 50% of our sales um, because, or actually the, the one model, the bigger one, makes up 50% of our sales because people love having cold water on the bike. And now in the winter too, it's really nice to have it from, to keep it from freezing. How does that do in winter? I haven't used great. it outside yet. Yeah, it does great. Um, we have a really open uh, hole in our nozzle and hence the high flow rate. And so a lot of, if you look at other water bottles, you can see that the water has to travel like in and out a little bit. It's not like a super straight um, path of water. So there's more nooks to freeze. So traditionally, and I do have a lot of experience in winter because of my cross-country skiing background, I used to like flip my plastic water bottles upside down in a water bottle holder to keep it a little bit more insulated. And because of the open hole in our nozzle, they really, I mean, it would take a lot to freeze it. Um, We have people at, you know, I skied minus four Fahrenheit for over an hour and there was like absolutely no issue with even our non-insulated bottle. So... They're doing, they do really well in winter. Huh. Even your non-insulated bottle was. Yeah. Well, actually what's interesting is the bottle itself will freeze before the nozzle does. So, yeah. um, that, that's why the insulated is helpful because the body of the, of the bottle is insulated then. Can you start with warm water? I know it says don't use hot water because it you comes can. out so dang yeah. fast. Yeah. That's the thing. We got to. <laughs> Um, yes, we do use warm water um, in, in or warm apple cider, um, and it's quite it's quite nice to have on your adventures. Uh, warm apple cider with Jason Momoa's vodka. I don't <laughs> Sounds know. Sounds like a plan. That might be a reach. That might be a reach. Uh, okay, talk about the cap. You haven't talked. You've talked about the flow and the nozzle, mm-hmm. but I was intrigued by that cap. The what it's made out of, and yep. then that long pokey thing in there. Yeah, so there's a straw in the bottle, 
Um, and that is an air straw, actually. It's not for drinking out of. So it attaches to a vent hole. And the straw itself is made out of a food-grade silicone, which is an inert material and doesn't turn into microplastics. And that was very intentional. Both, of, both our straw and our nozzle are made out of silicone instead of a plastic. The lid itself is a, te- uh, is a polypropylene, which is plastic. And there was really no way for us to get around that with the way that, like, in order to have the performance element of it, it was... Um, you know, we couldn't figure that part out, but we're, we're always looking for options and we'll keep pushing the limits on that. But so the straw is, um, it connects to a vent hole and it pushes air in and that helps water push out. So if you think about like shotgunning a beer, you put, you like open a hole in the bottom of the bottle, the air goes in and the beer comes out, right? I don't know anything about that. (laughs) I'm sure. Um, so it's the same concept. And honestly, that was like part of the development process. That was like, that came up multiple times. We're like, okay, it's the shotgunning a beer concept. So yeah, huh. that's where the straw um, comes from. You can actually suck the water out, I noticed. Like when you turn it upside down, it's yep. possible to suck because of that straw in there. How about cleaning it? Um, yeah, they're all removable components. So you can pull the oh. straw off. You can pull the nozzle out. Um, you can put the bottle of uh, the bottle in the dishwasher. You can also put the food grain, food grid silicone nozzle and straw in the dishwasher. We recommend washing the lid itself by hand. Hmm, good to know. And there's a little, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Squeegee. The squeegee. squeegee. Thing. It's a yeah. squeegee thing. Yes. Yeah. It's a round so squeegee we thing. Put that, yeah, we put that in there. So you just pull the squeegee through the straw to take out any gunk. Um, and we find that that cleans it quite, quite well with some warm water and soap if you need to. Perfect. That's more for like, you know, if you have a lot of, if you do like protein or, um, sure. different drink mixes in there and sometimes you can get some stuff up in there. So you like to clean it out. But again, yeah. in the dishwasher, it should be, get mostly, go get mostly clean. Great. Good to know. And you have something to keep the uh what do you call it the nipple the nozzle yeah clean on uh long dusty gravel road rides or muddy mountain bike rides as well yep we do yeah the dust cap to slap on there to to protect we actually we live in vermont so you know there's a lot of cow pastures and it's nice to keep that nozzle clean (laughs) for sure for sure um okay so they last forever what do we do when they're we're like let's say gets run over by the car is mm-hmm. it recyclable? It is, yeah. So the body of the bottle, stainless steel is infinitely recyclable. So that can actually just go in your normal recycling bin. Um, the lid hmm. and the um, silicone do need to go to, like, you'll have to get a special facility that, that does it. So, again, that's something that we're, um, we're, we're trying to figure out a better way for customers to recycle. TerraCycle is an option you can send your components to, and they will make sure it gets recycled. But if you put those in the recycling bin, just like a plastic bottle, um, a plastic cycling bottle, those won't get recycled. They will just go into um, the general trash. Dig it. Um, what is your future? Like, I don't know. I think about why I ask is, um, I'm still going to wear a camelback with a plastic Mm -hmm. bladder and a plastic straw and a plastic nozzle. Yeah. Are you guys brainstorming with your NASA engineer how to solve that? (laughs) That has come up. We're trying to, yeah, that's a tough one because those things are so hard to clean. We haven't figured that out yet, to be totally honest. 
Um, but yeah, definitely uh, hydration is, uh, you know, performance hydration is our category. So anything that fits within that will is open to become part of the Bivol line. But right now we're definitely focused on bottles. Um, you know, we're new in the market. We're three years old. We have not gone out and raised a ton of VC money. We've done a small friends and family round. So we have to be very focused and, and really target the cyclists. Like, I, you know, I said that the bottles work for a lot of different sports um, in different parts of your life. But from like our marketing standpoint, you know, everything's going to still be focused on the cyclist. And, and same from a sales standpoint, just like try to gain market share there before we move outside a bit. How big is the bicycle water bottle industry it seems like yeah, a very specific industry that yeah i don't have the exact number on that but it's a four billion dollar the reusable market water bottle market is a four billion dollar industry and sport is the second largest use case so it's a pretty big market wow and when you say uh, reusable water bottle are you talking about things like hydro flask yep yeah yeah is something like that in your future like, like a, a more like a, a more cap? lifestyle. Yeah, we do have a cap in the works that is just like a simple screw-on lid that can can take the bottle to different places. Even for on the bike, it's nice to keep you know liquids really hot or like coffee in there. So we have stuff like that in the works. Yep. Dig it. I will be interested in that. I'm doing the Arrowhead 135 ah. in exactly 12 months. It is okay. uh, next starts next Monday, and it's going to be really warm it's actually gonna be a hard year this year they won't have any trouble with freezing anything this year because it's going to be above freezing for most of their most of their race but i i'm i'm trying to i'm not a winter fat biker uh-huh. by trade like i go in the basement and on nice days i'll yeah. ride gravel yeah um so it'll be new for me and and i'm trying to solve my hydration issue for you know this 35 to 50 mile gaps between aid. Yeah. So we might have to talk next year when you, uh, nice. or whenever, but yeah, we'll keep in touch good. on that for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about, I have, uh, two kids who are aerospace engineers and mm -hmm. therefore I know that, um, aerospace engineering is the study of the flow of matter through something or the flow of something through matter, i.e. Mm -hmm the flow of something through air, the flow of something through water, the flow yep. of something through whatever. Um, so I'm intrigued by your NASA engineer. Um, yeah. Where did this person come from and like, how did that relationship and solution evolve? Yeah, so I, I mentioned that I had a background in footwear product development. So we had like a really good understanding of the product development process and how to make things in general but we didn't know how to make water bottles. And so knowing that our, like, our problem to solve was combating plastic squeeze bottles, we knew that the water had to come out as easily or faster than plastic. Um, and so we sought out to find an engineer who could help us with fluid dynamics and engineering the flow system. Um, and so we, honestly, it was kind of like a lucky connection that we had. Um, this former NASA engineer was a friend of one of our employees, um, and he lived in Vermont. And so we met with him and, and it, you know, got along with him really well. So we hired him for the project. Um, but it was great because he did a lot of fluid dynamics testing during the process. And 
we were able to like really tackle it from a scientific standpoint and um, it like proved out a lot of concepts and, and shut some down. And so it was great to have Casey on the team. Oh, that's fun. I know like most any engineer is going to get excited when they're presented with a new problem. Yes, totally. Where do people find this stuff and uh, how do they get put it in their hands? Yes, you can go to our website, drinkbibbo.com. We also have uh, about 200 retailers are in right now. Um, You can find us in some select REIs, Eric's Bicycles in the Midwest, Mike's Bikes on the West Coast, and then a lot of independent retailers. Um, In Canada, you can find us at MEC and um, Bicicleta. So those those are some good options for you. And you have four products right now, right? Two sizes yep. and insulated or not insulated. What are the two sizes again? So we have a 17-ounce and a 21-ounce insulated, and then we have a 21-ounce and 25-ounce non-insulated. Dig it. Um, what am I missing? I think that was a good good recap, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh, What's your vision of the future with uh, with Earth? In the next 50 years, water bottle use will be... I really, I do think, I mean, I even think over COVID a lot shifted with how much people started carrying their own water around. Um, I think like you've seen an increase in people wanting to focus on hydration and carry their own water bottles. So I do think there's going to be a huge shift. I think this nanoplastic study is also huge and I think it's, it's huge and scary. And so I think we have a lot of work to do, not just in the water bottle space, but just like in every, you know, packaging, you know, think about, I think about my like cucumbers that are wrapped in plastic all the time and, and how those things are going to have to shift. So I think there, there will be a, a change away from plastic and I'm, I'm happy to be part of that ride. Awesome. Well, uh, I commend you on tackling this and, um, seeing a problem and making it your problem and finding a solution. And, uh, I, I love my water bottle. It has become my uh, bring-to-work water bottle. It's the one I, I bring, bring my water instead of my Diet Mountain Dew. So you're nice. you're um, you're getting rid of seven water seven plastic bottles a week. Awesome. Yes. That's great. <laughs> uh, and then you know, I don't know. Like I look at I open my cupboard and like literally, I'm not kidding when I say this. My wife and I both ride a lot and open our cupboard and one or two water bottles will fall out Bike water bottles. Yeah. And so when those fall out and I look at them, I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. What do I do with them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, they won't get recycled. Like that Terra, Terra cycle is a really awesome company. So you can send them to Terra cycle and they will make sure that they get recycled. Uh, but it is hard to do. And so it's effort. So, or keep them around for that one hill at Schwamigan. Exactly. Yeah. Which isn't a very eco-friendly thing to do. They do pick it up. There's the goo crew that picks it up or whatever they're called these days. But, um, uh, Karina, what a treat to meet you. I'm sure we'll meet sometime in the future. Um, I want to tell people that are in the Midwest, in Iowa, here for the Ragbri announcement party, which by the way, maybe you should put on your calendar, Ragbri. Um, uh, I will be at the expo at the Bike Iowa booth with a water bottle and a jug of water and a bucket. So if you <laughs> want to see how this water bottle works, come on over, try it out, give me your opinion, and you can sign up to win one. So hopefully we'll see all of you at the Bike Iowa booth at the Iowa Bike Expo. 
it's kind of a lot of bike there. But I guess that's what we do. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Well, I can't thank Karina enough for coming on today and telling us all about her water bottles. Uh, they're actually pretty awesome, and I would encourage you to check them out. And if you want to check them out in person and you happen to be in Iowa the weekend of January 27th, stop by the Iowa Bike Expo, and I will be at the bikeiowa.com booth, and you can see this water bottle test it out for yourself. You can even sign up to win one as well. Now, if you don't make it this weekend, be sure and check out drinkbivo.com. That's drinkbivo.com for all the details. Thanks again for tuning in to this bonus episode of Bike Talk with Dave. You can find every episode at biketalk.bike or on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be back next week with Justin McCreary, Joe Laverick, and David King, who will be talking about the rattlesnake gravel grind in March in Sweetwater, Texas. So we'll catch up with you next week. And remember that nothing compares with the simple pleasure of riding a bicycle, especially when you are properly hydrated.